Welcome to Toya's podcast. This episode is called Dear Mama. This is dedicated to my mother, Angela Talbert. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you all enjoy as we talk about my amazing, beautiful mother. Dear Mama, my mother, Angela Talbert, you know, was an amazing woman. She was my best friend. She was my everything. She was my world. A lot of you may be sitting and wondering, like, why Toya waited until after Mother's Day to do this episode? The reason being is because, you know, I wanted you all to have that day just to spend with your moms. And I wanted to, you know, dedicate just a special moment for my mom and it didn't have to be on Mother's Day you know my mother was the epitome of a woman to me I'm the woman that I am today because of her she taught me so much she was just she was like royalty to me there's no words that I can truly explain and describe you know everything that she truly was I wish a lot of you out there could have just had that chance to just meet my pearl, my Angie. You know, she was just, she was just awesome. You know, if you met her, you know she loved to smile. That's why I love to smile. I get my smile from her. My heart of gold, I get it from her. My mom would give you the shirt off her back. She would give to anybody. Now, don't be fooled. Angie knew when you was trying to get over on her. So, y'all know Angie was quick. My mom used to tell me, girl, they say I'm talking like old Geechee when I get to talk fast, you know. And I'm like, yeah, ma, that's when I know you mad. Because y'all know my mom is from South Carolina. You know, she moved to Georgia when she was young. So my mom talked super, uber fast. Really fast. Sometimes I couldn't understand her. But all in all, my mom's a good person. She was very firm with us. She raised us up to be great women. She always told me never to rely on anybody, to always be able to take care of myself, to always strive for perfection in my life, to be anything and everything that I wanted to be and to never give up. I think that's why I have such a go-getter's attitude towards things and I may create a thousand things in my mind and I tell myself, you have to do it because, you know, that's how I was raised. Like, my mom would tell me, like, if you want to do it, do it. Like, don't tell yourself you can't do it. You can do anything that you want to do. And, Mommy, I thank you for that. I thank you for giving me just that drive that I have because when I tell y'all my mom had a drive in her that was just so just out of this world it was just out of this world I watched my mother sacrifice so much for me and my sister and it wasn't enough thanks in this world that I could have ever given her when I think about growing up and some of the places that I lived at To the world, it was a shack, but to me, it was a mansion. It was a castle. I felt protected in those places with my mother. I remember I took Chantrice by this house that me and Mommy stayed in on Mill Street. It was a one-room shack. 
walk in the front door, see the back door. And Chantry said, my mom ain't never stayed in that house. I said, yes, baby, yes, we did. When mommy met your daddy, we was living in that house. And I think about where me and mommy started out at and, and where she was able to go. And I thank God every day, like, my mom was able to grow as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a sister. She grew in so many areas of her life, and I just got to watch her. And she was so happy and so proud of herself um, when they bought the house in Cameron. And she told me one day, she was sitting at the kitchen table, and she was just looking. I was like, Mom, what you staring like? What you looking at? What you thinking about? She said, Toya, it was nine of us. I would have never thought that I'll be where I'm at today. She said, all those times where I was hard on you and I pushed you and you thought I was just being mean. She said, I never, ever wanted you to struggle. I never, ever wanted you to have to need anything. That's why I pushed you so hard because I knew your potential. And now at my age, it hits me different, that conversation that we had, because now I understand what my mother was saying. My mom was proud of being able to have good credit, being able to get the things that she needed, being able to do the things she wanted to do without having to struggle and hassle. And I admired her for that. My mama wasn't so stuck on materialistic things. She didn't care how others felt about her. Angie was just Angie. Angie did Angie however Angie wanted to do Angie, and I respect her so much on that. She didn't try to fit into anybody else's normal. She had her own normal. Angie and Clint lived Angie and Clint life the way they wanted to live it, and I loved it. And... Sometimes, you know, I say, man, people don't understand me. But I have to understand I was raised by my mama. And my mama raised me to be a certain type of way. I moved differently because I saw her move differently. She didn't let everybody know her next move. She didn't let everybody in her business. She was a very private person. To the day she left this earth. And sometimes I have to remember that, like, It's okay to be private and not let even the closest people to you know everything about you. My mama was like that. My mom was just different. I remember when I took a trip down memory lane last year sometime, I think it was, I had to go handle some business of hers. And I went to Augusta and I remember I went to our house off Mill Street. Um, the house we stayed in off of Billiard Drive. We lived at this house off Nellyville Road. Lived off Hall Street. I looked at those houses and I'm like, man, my mama made it. My mama made it. My mama made it. She made it with nothing. She sacrificed. She worked three jobs. Mother went through a lot. And I grew with her. Meaning, when she left my biological father, I was three years old. It was a rainy night. Mom got in the stick shift and we left and went to my godmother's house. I'll never forget that night. 
that's when I saw the power of a woman. My mom left her normal to give me a better life. And I will never, ever take that for granted. I'm so grateful for that today. You know, my mom always told me that you always walk like a queen. You always walk with your head held high. Know your worth. Never allow a man to treat you any differently than what you know you're worth. And you're worth a lot. That's something that she instilled me when I was a kid in middle school. I remember I used to be picked on a lot. I was bullied because I was different. And I would cry. I would come home. I would cry. And I was like, Mom, they talk about the color of my skin because I'm darker. Mom, they call me fat. They call me black. Mom, going through a phase of acne. Mom, they just hate me. She said, baby, you my child. God created you. You're beautiful. And that would be her response. She never hyped it up. She never dumbed it down. But that would be her response. And for years, I'm like, Ma, these kids are bullying me. They're talking about the way that I look. They're calling me out my name. She said, and she would say, did I give you that name? I named you Latoya Monique Taylor. That's the name you answer to. And that stuck with me. So now, at 34, you know, not cocky by a long shot. But I have this sense of confidence that people may not ever understand. I was having surgery back in 2012. And I remember I had got my anesthesia. My mom was there. My pops was there. They laughed at me. And while they were rolling me from the prep room to go into the operating room, I remember I told the doctor, whatever you do, you bring me back to my mommy and don't you mess with my million-dollar legs. And my mom tickled, like that tickled her. And she said, girl, you crazy. Of anything that could have happened to you, You tell this man to bring you back to me and to make sure he don't mess with your million-dollar legs. And I said, well, Mom, you told me when I step out into this world, I got to be able to walk with my head held high. And my million-dollar legs going to help me do that. And I have this sense of confidence, despite of how people feel about me, how the way people think that I look. I don't care about that. Because my mom always told me I was beautiful and that I was a queen. That's why I carry myself the way that I carry myself. Of course, every woman goes through low self-esteem. But I have some of the biggest esteem, um, self, not self-esteem issues. But I have some of the biggest pride in myself because of my mom. I don't need a man to defy who I am. I don't need a man to tell me that I'm beautiful every day. My mother instilled that in me when I was 11 and 12 years old. I know that I'm beautiful. I know I'm a child of the king. I know who I am. I am confident in who I am. And I give thanks to God every day. And I give thanks to my mother. See, you know, 
everybody say I have the best mother in the world and I don't knock nobody for feeling that way. Everybody's going to feel that way when they have an amazing, awesome mom. My mom was special though. It was, she was different. She was a no nonsense mother. She had no filter. However she felt she was going to say it. She told the truth. And she let you know how she felt about things. You know, there was decisions that I made in college that my mom wasn't too keen on. And, you know, she would tell me, that's dumb, that's stupid, you was not raised that way. But, hey, that's the life you want to live, you live it. But you learn from it. And sometimes you got to let your kids fall. And you know what she told me? She said, look, Latoya, I got to let you fall. But I ain't going to let you fall too hard. And I can honestly say this to today. This today. I've fallen a lot. But I tell you, Angie was right there. That's why I tell people all the time, cherish your mother. Despite of how you feel about them. You might get mad at them. Don't like what they have to say. But see... As adults, sometimes we don't understand our mothers made sacrifices we don't even know about. Our mothers have stayed up crying to God and praying to God to give us things. Y'all, let me tell y'all a quick story. I was four, five maybe. On December 23rd, it was nothing under the Christmas tree. <laughs> I woke up Christmas morning. It's Christmas presents all around that living room in that one room shack we had off Mill Street. My mother made a way. She never had to whore her way to make a way. She never had to steal to make a way. My mother worked hard to make a way. To make sure that I had a smile on my face. To make sure my sister had a smile on her face. My mother respects her marriage. She respects her children. She respects her husband. She respects our household. And when people call me lame growing up because I didn't indulge into certain activities, you know, it didn't bother me because my mom just, she taught me differently. Like, you don't even have to go out like that. You wasn't raised like that. So a lot of things in life I was a late bloomer on, if you get my riff, you know? And I'm such a dominant and strong-minded woman because of her. And I remember in college, in my days, I would say in my 20s, my college, my 20 days, dudes would tell me, like, man, you different. Like, I don't understand, like, your thought process. My mama raised me like that. Money don't phase me. The things you say to me don't phase me. Because my parents gave me a life that, hey, the crap you're doing don't even move me, you know? That's why I had to dedicate this outside of Mother's Day to my mom. You know, we take that one day a year and... We give all praises to mothers. But you know, y'all, mothers are the best. 
They're the ish. If you really want me to put out their mothers are the ish. It's a blessing to have your mom in your life. It's a blessing to still be able to pick up the phone and call your mom to send her a text message to, to see her face. I don't understand how some people disrespect their moms. Mothers are a blessing. They sacrifice so much for us. They give us confidence. They give us self-esteem. Now, are there some out here that may not be so good? Of course. But when you still have a mom, love on her. The hardest thing that I ever had to do in life gonna paint a picture for you right now just give me a moment to paint this picture (sighs) making a two and a half hour drive from work because you got a phone call about an accident Hmm. looking at your mom lifeless on a table knowing that You're about to plan a funeral. Going to a funeral home. Picking out the casket. Wanting everything to be perfect because your mom gave you a damn near perfect life. And the only thought that's running through your head is this. I have to make sure that this is perfect. Because will my mama be happy? So when people say, Toy, we didn't see you crying, we didn't see you grieve, you know, I didn't have time for that. Because even in my mom, in those moments where I had to plan a funeral, I wanted to make my mama proud. See, it hits different if you've never experienced this. So you go through those motions, picking out a casket, picking out flowers, go home, gonna put her in her best suit. Still gotta keep this brave face up. There's so much other business you gotta handle. Get a call and say it's time. It's time for a viewing before we let anybody else see her. And you walk in that room and she's laying there like an angel. And there's so many questions won't answer. So many different thoughts running through your head. The tears won't even fall because you're staying strong for your little sister who don't really understand what's going on. For your pops who just lost his wife. For your aunts and uncle who just lost their sister. For your cousins who just lost their aunt. You have stepbrothers and sisters who just lost a step-parent. <laughs> so don't ever question me. As if you never saw me cry. You don't know the thoughts that ran through my head. 
you don't know that I didn't sleep for three days. I'm going to take that back. I didn't sleep for a while. I slept here and there. So don't, don't ever question me. You've never experienced this. Don't ever question me. And I didn't have time to prepare. It was a tragedy. You go through a viewing because I didn't want to wake. I have a viewing. And all these people is coming and you stand strong for them. And the next day, that's when you're going to have to face reality because see, got this home going. And no, I didn't want to see them close the casket on my mother. My little sister wasn't going to be able to deal with that or my stepfather. And at the end of the day, I'm protecting them. Because that's what mattered at the time to me. Not even me. They did. So, you know, I walk in the church. I see this beautiful rose gold casket. Beautiful flower arrangements. I'm sitting there on that front pew at my church. Having glasses. That was hard, y'all. That was real hard for me. (laughs) Wow. And, you know, knowing that I have to go to the cemetery where it all ends, that's what they say. No, the process is just about to start. In all of this time, the hardest part for me was the cemetery. I couldn't even get out of the family car. It was rough. So still, don't don't question me. It's been six years. Don't question me. This podcast is a little different than my rest of my podcast, you know. Because a lot of people question why I shut down. A lot of people question why I go under my rock, as I call it. Don't question me. Because until you've had to deal with death on this level, I didn't have time to prepare. Remind yourself of that. You will never understand my pain that I go through daily. And it's been six years. And guess what? I still go through it every day. So there may be times I don't want to deal with nobody because I'm still grieving. The grieving process never ends. I didn't have time to prepare because I got a phone call that said, oh, my mother has six months to live. No, I got a phone call while I was at work. Said it was over. So don't ever question me and my feelings and my emotions. Because see, my mother, 
was a good damn woman. My mother was a good damn mother. For 29 years I had her and I was her baby. I was her big baby, she would tell people. So she never cut the cord with me. So I had to grow up. I had to adjust to life. And it's hard, and it's still hard. So you see, if you've never experienced this pain, don't make judgment calls. If you still have your mother, despite how you feel, love on your mom. Spend quality time with her. Respect her. If it takes you an hour to navigate an email, do it. Because, see, you know, when you get to that cemetery and you realize that's the last stop, it hurts like hell. Mommy, I know that you're my guardian angel. I do not question God. It's been six years. And it took me a while to get to this. It took me a while to get to where I'm at today. And Ma, I still grieve. There's not been one day that I have not thought about you. That you've not came into my mind. And it probably won't ever be a day that you I don't think of you. Because of our relationship, we're so close. Mommy, I know that you're watching over me and I know that you're very proud of me. I push myself so much so I can be better. So I can continue to be the woman that you raised me to be. Mommy, I thank you. I thank you for every sacrifice that you've made for me. I thank you for every tear you've cried. Thank you. Because there was a time when it was just me and you. Me, you, and God in your Bible. And you prayed over me. You knew when I was four years old that it was something special about me. You spoke it in my life. I was special. You knew, Mommy. And mommy, I'm going to keep working hard till I get to this level of where I'm trying to get to. So, Ma, I'm going to end this podcast episode with this. A mother's love is priceless. A mother's love is endless. No one can ever take away a mother's love. I love you, Mom. Rest in peace, Mother. Sleep in peace. And continue to shine bright over me and my sister and pops. I dedicate this podcast to my amazing, beautiful mother, Angela R. Talbert. 
August 27, 1963 to October 3, 2014. We love you, Pearl.